Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision-making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Sunday sampler time. Here's some clips from shows on the Nashville Podcast Network. Caroline Hobby, you got to check it out this week. Caroline talked to hit songwriter Tranny Anderson, who's written for Reba Gabby Barrett, even wrote Lainey Wilson's Heart Like a Truck. So check that out. We'll play a little bit of it for you coming up in a second. Movie Mike's Movie Podcast, which he's got a great TikTok as well. But he goes through the top seven opening scenes in superhero movies. Those are coming up, as well as Amy, Sore Losers, etc. But I sat down with Kimberly Perry, who you may know from the band Perry. She talks about what made her go solo and how she feels when people still ask her about the band Perry. You can check out the whole interview on the Bobbycast. But here we go. Here's a clip in the Sunday Sampler. Where do you stand on the band, talking about the band, how it relates to your solo career now? Because I'm sure you don't want to hop into every interview and the whole time talk about the band. I wouldn't want to talk about the band Perry the whole time. But like, what is your... what would your goal be if you walked into, let's say, um, you know, somebody's doing some content and they're going to talk to you for 20 minutes? They're going to want to talk about the band Perry because that's how sure. all of us were introduced to you. Sure. What would be your perfect situation when you walk in time-wise, percentage-wise? <laughs> I mean, I think for me, it's about the first round of conversation, right? Like, I think even when I got to do um, your show earlier in the year, I was like, we're definitely going to talk about TVP because there are a lot of unanswered questions. Not only like, why did we put the band on hiatus? But let's be honest, like the last handful of years, I mean, I saw this thing on TikTok that um, another outlet uh, put out and they were like country bands that killed their career, you know? And it was like kind of a bummer on one hand because the facts were just wrong, (laughs) but I noticed that like every other hit on that TikTok page, it was like 1,500 views and likes. It said like 1.2 million. And I'm just like, I know that people have um, unanswered questions. And so I want to be patient and answer those as much as I can. I also, though, think it's really important that everybody understands I'm a new female artist, right? I was grateful to be a part of that, but I am an artist in my own right. There are some 
um, sins of the TBP past that I don't want to pay for and I won't pay for as a solo artist, but I'm happy to give some context to the roller coaster that became our career. Some things that we could control and, and other things, a lot of things that we couldn't. And, and I asked that question because, for example, we'll sit here for an hour and do whatever, and a lot of people will reference this interview because we'll spend a lot of time talking about a lot of different things. Sure. And in research for interviews that you'll do with other people, people will hear this interview. Yeah. And so I asked that because you're not talking to anyone specifically, but you can literally say, you know, I don't mind a couple questions about it, but I freaking don't want to talk about it for all 20 minutes if we're doing a 20-minute. Totally. So, like, really, right now, in your this season of you, people want to know, but how much until you get annoyed? Probably, like, because I understand where I'm at, I'm down for 60-40, 60 towards Kimberly, 40 towards TBP well, for this first round of better than I thought it would be. Me, me putting out music. I'd want, like, 10%. Like, really? I'll give you, like, two <laughs> questions, and then you can hit one at the end. Yeah. But but and I was trying to be respectful of you even when you came in the first time. And I was like, hey, I don't know if you want to talk about the band Perry or not. Yeah. Because maybe you don't. I think context matters though. I think even making this project that I made had a lot to do with bridging the gap between um part one of my life, part one of my creative, and this part two. And so to me, I'm like never want anybody to feel like there are things that I'm not willing to talk about. And I guess for that reason, again, on this first round of my solo artistry. I'm down for the 60-40 if people want to go there. What was home like as an eight-year-old? For me? Yeah. Oh, as an eight-year-old? Well, Neil would have only been one year old at that point. Um, he was a very serious baby, so it wasn't too loud around the house. Um, I, though, as the oldest, I remember would always want to still be performing then. Like, I had the performance bug really, really early. And so we have these home videos of you know, my mom like rocking Neil and Reed was a little toddler and I was just in the background going, somebody present me, like present me, present me, mama, you know? So I think um, I always had to be entertained but was always wanting to entertain. Like I was not just a, I could not have been an easy kid even at eight years old. I was just wanting everybody to pay attention to me. Where do you think that came from as in were your parents performers or did you have two brothers and now you needed to fight for attention because you had babies? Where do you think it came from? I think there's always some of that with the older kid, um, for sure. I think I definitely was used to all the attention. My grandparents were extremely involved in my earliest years. Uh, my aunt and uncle had kind of took a village to raise me in the beginning. Um, and so I feel like I was just used to a lot of attention. And then I think also it's my nature. Like I do think that people have a destiny and I think we are I think you're born to do exactly what you're doing. I think I'm born to do exactly what I'm doing. And I, I think those things show themselves very early. In fact, we even talk with Wit. I'm like, I just can't wait to see, like, what are his earliest signs of, like, the thing that he loves that he's naturally so gifted at. Um, gurgling. Gurgling. He's going to be a professional gurgler. I mean, you heard it here first. <laughs> an Olympic yes. gurgler. Um, and for me, I think those were just early signs of what I was meant to do. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Hey, it's Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. And here's what we talked about this week on my podcast. 
So you did something with your kids. Was it this summer, this last summer, where it was like a no spend summer or something? Oh, yes. So what I was saying earlier that we do the give, save, and spend, even with the spend, they were persistent. They're like, if they got $2, they were like, can we go to Target? Can we go to the dollar aisle? And I was like, oh my gosh, you guys. And it got to the point that it was, it was, I mean, it was almost daily. It's embarrassing to say it. It was almost daily. They were asking to like, go spend. We want to spend. We want to spend. So Winston, my husband and I, we looked at each other one day and we're like, we're done, y'all. We're done. We will match whatever money you have in your spend, in your spend jar at the end of the summer, but you are not allowed to spend any of your money. So we did. We put a cap on their spend money because they were relentless about it. And I'm like, y'all, we are not going to just be spending and spending and spending. And they would do, and it's funny that, you know, what I teach works I, to a degree because they went and did a bunch of chores and earned a bunch of money. And then they're like, we want, we want, we want. And it became that for weeks. And so that's when we said, okay, y'all, we're stopping this. You can continue to do chores and we will continue to pay you, but you can't, you're not going to spend any of your money. So we did two months of no spending with them, June and July. And it was great because after about five days, they stopped asking and it was so great. And they, they had the toys that they had you know, that contentment piece, I think is really true. When you have enough, we have enough, we have plenty. And then in August, yeah, we um, opened the floodgates again and <laughs> told them they're back to, if they want to spend some of their money, they can. <laughs> Since I am, well, I haven't, I'm not dating yet, but I mean, I potentially could have another relationship at some point. When should people have the money conversation? Is it first date? Is it second, <laughs> no. second date? When do you start to be like, oh, okay, because some people don't even bring it up until they've been engaged or they're getting married and they're like, oh yeah, FYI, I'm, you know, this amount in debt. And they're like, wait, what? Yeah, I would say definitely before the engagement. You know, I think when a relationship starts to like make that turn where you think, all right, this is probably it. This is it. And you kind of have that conversation of, yeah, this is, this is feeling right. And other natural, hopefully, other natural conversations are happening with family dynamics. You know, like there's other there's other conversations in life that are important to have before you get married. And money is just one of those. So if you are a person that has that level of conversation with people about all topics of life, it's like, we're just going to go there. Then that's where I feel like, yeah, you have the freedom just to go there. But if you're more reserved in that, then you can wait until it starts getting more serious. But I probably, I wouldn't feel comfortable being engaged and not knowing, I mean, I think income amounts, uh, retirement, housing situation, debt level, I mean, all of that. Like, I think that is a very real needed conversation because what happens too is people get married and especially I tend to find people that are older or have established lives before they get married. They tend to run on these two separate tracks relationally when it comes to money. It's like his money and her money. And they just live these separate lives financially, which I think is really damaging not just from the emotional standpoint of the marriage, but also financially. I'm like, it's hard to set big financial goals and win when you're just doing it on your own, like partner together. If you're married, be one. And so that mindset's really, really critical. So I would say too, to know the value system of the person and what they value about money and you know what role it plays, how you guys see yourself as a team going forward. I mean, all of that, I think that needs to be a conversation before engagement, in my opinion. We have a, a lot of women listeners primarily. And I would love to know your advice for those of us that might need to be in a position um, for a promotion or a raise or one of those talks. Like, do you have any advice for, I mean, I guess it could be for men too, but I just feel like women are in a different position at times. 
depending on their company dynamics. So do you have yes. any advice for women that might be in that position? You know, with the new year coming up, there might be talks of evaluations that could be happening and standing up for themselves and asking for what they feel they deserve. Yes. Well, I think asking is a big part of it. I think for so many of us, you know, you can kind of just shy away from the conversation naturally and say, well, if it plays out, it plays out. And it's more of a passive approach. But I would say, yeah, I mean, if you're at the point that you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, there needs to be a promotion. There needs to be a raise because my work indicates that. And I think that would be the biggest thing. As much facts as you can bring to the table, I think is huge to be able to show like your key results areas. Like, here's what I've been doing. Here's how this has push forward different initiatives within the company. This is what I've, and actually show what you've done. Because I think sometimes just ideas, again, even talking about money, like, oh, it's just the idea of a budget or just the idea of knowing what's going on. No, you actually want numbers down. And so I think as much facts as you can have in life, I think is great. But also when you're doing something like that, having a conversation with someone for a promotion or for a raise, being able to state your case very clearly and factually, I think is a huge pro versus going in and just saying, I feel like I should have a raise, right? Like actually having a level of, of facts with you, I think is big. Well, and some of your other books would be good for, for the adult women listening to check out Know Yourself, Know Your Money. The second one, Love Your Life, Not There, Seven Money Habits for Loving the Life That You Want. I would encourage people to check those out and also your host of the Rachel Cruz show, co-host of Smart Money Happy Hour, so many different ways to get money knowledge from Rachel and her dad, Dave Ramsey. I mean, I feel like when it comes to money, y'all are like the top people that come to mind for so many people that I know. And so definitely a good resource. And I'm very thankful for all that y'all put out there for people, especially even just on Instagram, like that there's so much that you can get from you. I get little nuggets from you on there. So at Rachel Cruz and Cruz is with an E at the end on all socials, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and then yeah, your new kids book. I'm glad for what I have. Yes. And Amy, can I just encourage, you made such a great point that it's so many women listening. And I just want to encourage you women listening. So whether you're single, whether you're married, regardless of relational status, and I would say even income status, debt level, like anything, just so that you have the ability to take control of your money. You have the ability to learn things that maybe you thought I could never learn, things that may seem confusing or intimidating. You 100% have the ability to move into those spaces and learn and know what's going on. And you may be a spender like me in a free spirit. And you're like, oh no, I'd rather just not. I'd rather not do a budget or not look at what's going on. But you really can. You can, can take the subject and say, wow, I feel so out of control, but you can take control. And yeah, Amy, you listed some great resources. So I appreciate that. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash, 
alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. When it comes to making cool graphics, I'm not very good at it. But every once in a while, if you see me do something, and I'm like, I made this. And you're like, I bet he hired someone. Nope. The truth is, I, I use Canva. Because you can take a dumb-dumb like me that doesn't know a lot about graphic design. And because of the templates already built in, you can do things that look super cool. You can do like Mike D, who does know a bit about it. And it looks even cooler. Like, what do you use yours for? You can do it to make a pitch deck. And it looks like it took like a million hours to make in like five minutes. And that's because a lot of the templates are already there. You can just build into it. Yeah, it's so quick. So supercharge your work docs with MagicWrite, which is Canva's AI text generator as well. Just start with a prompt. Describe what you want to say in a few words. Magic Write will generate a draft in seconds. Tweak your draft, and then you're done. And tweaking it means just go ahead and read it make sure it's like in your words. Or in my case, make sure you misspell something, right? Yeah. So tweak it. It's a serious time saver. It's a perfect way to beat the blank page. Magic Write is powered by OpenAI. It's built into the Canva doc, so you get AI text generation right where you need it, where you write. No more copying and pasting from other programs. And again, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Canva will make you look like the smartest, greatest graphic designer of all time. So it's a perfect time saver. It's perfect if you're doing a presentation. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with using a stunning template. Use it as a springboard for your design. Start designing today at canva.com. Design for work. All right. If you want to look cute and feel comfortable at the same time when you're, you know, at a festival or concert because it's festival and concert season right now, it's got to be all about the boots. And Tacova's boots is where it's at. That is your stop before attending your next concert. I've loved my Tacovas anytime I wear them or I get a new pair. They feel comfortable on the first wear. I don't have to break them in. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And all Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time honored tradition, which is super cool. They've got timeless styles that are always on trend. And really, you just got to stop by your local Tacova store, try them on for yourself, and see what I'm talking about. You can have a complimentary drink while you're there, shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized, which I love. And they've got regular live music and events. There's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Let's do it live. We are the one, two, three, sore losers. What up, everybody? I am Lunchbox. I know the most about sports, so I'll give you the sports facts, my sports opinions, because I'm pretty much a sports genius. What up, y'all? It is Sizen. I'm from the north. I'm an alpha male. I live on the west side of Nashville with Baser, my wife. We do have a white picket fence at the apartment complex. Soon I'm going to have 2.5 kids. And yes, sadly, I will die of a heart attack when I'm 72 years old. Here's a clip from the last podcast. As a rookie, when you walk into yeah. the challenge house, yeah. is it super intimidating? No, I think I scare people. I think she is the intimidation. Okay, because yeah. most people, yeah. when they walk in and they, the, all they want to do is bow down and do what the vets say. Yeah, no, I never did. They actually, like how no. and how did you and Horacio, like because you guys got thrown in over and yeah. over and over and over into eliminations. Yep. Yep. 
how did you guys how did you guys gel so well for not really knowing each other and work so well together in those because when you're in the sand yeah. it's like it's pressure and usually yeah. one person is going to crack and you guys didn't crack just yeah. i was going to answer that yeah, because please. i've seen them together and i met Horacio before they went on the challenge together and he is just a really hard worker he's super athletic he is and, super athletic and so is Liv mm-hmm. they're both beast so they were like they just work perfectly together like I mean we both have a mission and we need to yeah. accomplish it and when it comes to game time it's just like okay like ABC let's do it and then when I go party he plays soccer and sleeps with his soccer ball in his bed he's a pro <laughs> soccer dude yeah. He was a pro uh, player, yeah. yeah. Yep. Wow. Hey, so when you guys take Broadway or Scottsdale, are y'all out all night? Because like the next, after parties. Well, because the next day three you, after parties. you control your own schedule, right? Oh yeah, I haven't. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. She's about to say, she I, haven't wor- I haven't worked in a long time. Yeah, yeah I, awesome. I don't. Yeah, I, I never. I haven't been told where to be in so long. But that's the goal. Like that, you y'all it are living the, the dream that everybody wants to live. So it's do you just dream. travel? Yeah. Like you say, you live in Scottsdale. Yeah. How out of the last six months? Well, I don't know when you filmed, but dude, these people fly all the time. How often? How many nights were you in Scottsdale? Right. Um, the last, the longest time I've been there, the last three years is seven days, and that was last week. Hey, have you ever chilled with Johnny Menzel? Because he's in Scottsdale all the yeah, time. Yeah, I was just with him last week. <laughs> he's dope, isn't he? Like he's the ultimate vibe. Oh, she's hooked up with him. She's like giving me he's weird looks. So no, 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 no. He's crazy. He's fun. As hell. Isn't he like the coolest dude? He's ever? the coolest dude ever. Because I've seen his yeah. interviews with Mike Studd and stuff when he does that podcast. Yeah. He just seems like such a. I mean, obviously we wish. I haven't sports. seen that, but I saw a clip of uh, their podcast. They're, they vibe really well together. One time so. they were so chill in their house. These random people broke into their house during the podcast. I saw that. That's a clip I saw. <laughs> and, That's and, a clip I saw. And they thought they were just fans, and or they thought they were just friends, like party people. Like yeah. it was a guy and a girl, and they're like, yeah. "What's up?" They thought they're from the last night partying, and it was random people that broke into yep. their house. Yep, <laughs> and no. they didn't know. It was it. random girls, and they literally and they fully went up to them and like put their arms around him and was like, <laughs> "I mean, I, I was like, how true is that? that was they were very friendly. no, no, that's I, true. I, they're that I don't friendly. Know. I don't know. That, I, that, that feels very. I think they knew one of the girls. I think the other one they didn't know, and I think they would just interrupt the. Po- I don't, honestly, I actually don't know because I've seen a lot of crazy shit and that can't be explained. Dude, Ma- Manzel though, he's like he parties hard, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I saw. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna speak for him, but I, you know, I, did you all see his documentary? Yeah, yeah, it was the best documentary was... ever. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, uh, I mean, it ended. It ended like Party City, so it's like it ended know. with him with a <laughs> beer in his hand, like, "Hey, man, hey, I, 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 whatever I, happens, happens." Yeah. Do you golf? Since you're in Scottsdale, do you golf? Yeah, that's dope. I, do you golf? <laughs> I'm a pro I golf actually player. have a master's hat up in our. What in right the? Now. I mean, no dude, Wait, I know who has a master's hat. I. I win. Yes, I won the Masters. No, I went, yeah. went, went. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I did. That is awesome. Did yeah, you say well, you're, were I, you kidding? As a are pro you guys golfer? good at golf? Golf. We're both athletic. So I, I would on say. my on my Instagram. Actually, let me show you. I'm not on my the Instagram. Best. Uh, I have pro golfer because of my uh, incident of getting my face. Oh, dude. Open. Okay. So she so makes that's it a play on that's see, a play on pro terms. golfer. I wanted but it's like, like a, Ray, she rocked. Made, she in the made head. it all the way to the final. Her and Horacio, rookie which is hard to do. Oh yeah, hard to do. It was insane. She broke her face in five places. I wish we could show a clip, but we can't. But I'll yeah. show you later. After. Yes, yeah. you have that technology. Look to the TV yeah. screen. Yeah. Everybody, <laughs> look up there. Wait, I have to show you this. It's insane. No. So she does this sli- those like three man slingshot. So it's attached on the sides, and you pull it back, and it's like a a rock or a marble. What I don't even know what it was. It's a golf. It's a real golf ball. It was a real golf ball. And you're shooting it at trying to break these tiles. Yep. And she pulls it back. Human size slingshots. And I don't know what happened, how it got flipped backwards, but it flipped. And 
nails her. Him really quick. Yeah, Ray, watch this. Watch it hit her in the freaking face. I feel like the video doesn't even do it justice because I, I mean saw I was her imper- afterwards oh. and she's like I need to go get like work done and it was just like she looked yeah. like she had a full facelift. Wait, check this out. Like, I mean I don't want to accidentally scroll right. <laughs> it's okay, you get a free subscription. Is that Horacio? <laughs> That's Horacio. Yeah. Watch yeah. This. this is after running like twelve miles carrying tires, y'all. I don't even was... want to watch this. Oh it's Oh You see it? Yeah. Watch the blood. Well, like, How why much can blood? I... Oh. So that's why I have my scar here, which is like shit, but I'm getting I didn't even it. notice it. I notice it every day of my life, and it's a really bad remember. My scar, are you kidding? It's there. Oh. it's a bad memory of like everything, but um, this to be honest is so my scar is between my eyes for those who are like listening, and it is kind of like a little wishbone situation. Um, but it was really bad after she's. I mean, Caitlin saw me after, and I looked like I had gotten beat by like a fucking. Looked like you got hit by a truck. So yeah. did you have surgery? There, I, or did you come back to America? No, so I got my nose... In re- Sao Paulo. Oh, it was in Argentina, and it was the sketchiest hospital I've ever been to in my life. No you shade. You also get a lot of drugs there, stuff. Oh, Hard. oh, they gave me this one thing. I'm not kidding. I didn't eat for three days on it, and the lady... Guys, oh my God, I have so many stories, but... So they pulled me up, right, in this hospital. I'm in the... Um, I almost said the alley, but... Does the, TJ the come visit you in the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> no one visit. I had one security guard with me. No one... Listen, once you, like... Listen, they're all nice people, everyone that works for the show, but, like, if you're not a use, they're not going to come. I understand. Yeah. Kate was the only one that visited her. Oh, no. When I called when I called my friends, I went, like, I took my phone. I had, like, facing the ceiling, and then I was like, hey, guys. And they're like, you're off the show. And I'm like this. Look at this. And they were like, oh. And I faced the phone at my face, and they were just like, what the absolute fuck happened? Because I was a – actually, I have a, I'm gonna, I'll show you pictures after, but – The scary part is, I'll just say, yeah. too, it hit right here. That was, like – Oh, yeah, I would have died if it hit me in the face. Because or if it eye. hit you in the eye, just a little bit over, she'd be blind. Like, like I would have been blind, they said, or I would have died. Because you see would be, like, <laughs> missing an eye. Did we have, give her a I mean, Fetty Wap in this bitch. Yeah. I mean, hey, hey what's up, hello? <laughs> that's why you're YOLO. <laughs> no, but otherwise it said it would have, because it came at me, like, 110 miles an hour, which is like a bullet. And it would have gone back and, like, squished my brain. And so this is the toughest part of your face, actually. So I was like, oh you know what? I didn't hit the target, but I'm obviously good aim, because... That is Bullseye so bitch. unbelievable. Does she ever just chill though? Live no. or like, or is she always Never. on point? No. Never. And I'm not on any drugs. But everyone's like, Olivia, what are you on? No, I didn't Adderall think that. Or anything? I'm, I'm like, no life. How's it? How does a dude and keep up know. with? You? How's a dude keep up with y'all? Well, they have to that's be very the, special. That's no, with her it's cool because she's chill, so she needs one with the energy, and Olivia needs the chill dude. dude. Can you see like, a dude on why, a date with her? She would eat him alive. That's why her and Nelly. <laughs> te- a dude would leave there like, oh my gosh, I, I'm so depressed. Wait, this is literally what happened. So me and my guy last night. Not last, yeah, last night. Kind of got into it. <clears throat> like, we're new, we're seeing each other newly. Like, he's a country singer. He lives here in Nashville. And he's used to being alpha. I mean, that's our industry, so we can definitely know who it is. Yeah. No, Don't tell us, but yeah. I'm just saying. I can, it's I'm, okay. I'm going to envision it. <laughs> oh, it's Chase Rice. <laughs> and literally, he called me out. He's like, you need to let me be a man. Yep. He literally said that to me. And, and I was like. And then you blew up. Yes, oh, of course I did. Just I said, like let you be a man. Driver. I was like, the put- <laughs> You know who's a, a man or truck drive listener? Hey, no, no. Hey, you you know who will let you be the alpha? The tugboaters? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's them. She they can just, fish. They just snapped yeah, one Alaskan. off. <laughs> but yeah, no, so he's like, he literally was like, let me be a man. I was like, then be one. Don't let me be you. Like, don't that's let true. me he let you falling, be that. He was falling short a little bit. Um, wow. Yeah, it was, it, yeah. But yeah. we're good today. And then I broke up with him like 40 times, and then I got back with him, so. 
I might be the problem, y'all. That's chilling with you on Broadway. That's insane. So we didn't go on Broadway. We don't go on Broadway. But and then I, she wakes up the next morning. And she's like, "I'm going to do a podcast later." <laughs> he's like, "What? I'm going actually, to yeah." My- cause so he's never. Well, he's yeah. He's never dated someone that has been, I guess, in the in the. In I guess the, the world. Yeah. yeah, he's used to dating anything just like chicks off Broadway, mm-hmm. right? Um, Broadway which, slay. We got a sound effect. What a song. <laughs> Hey, it's Mike D, and this week on Movie Mike's Movie Podcast, I shared my top seven openings to superhero movies of all time. It's my favorite genre, so I did a deep dive on all my favorite superhero movies and the ones that grasp you from the very start. This is my top two, but you gotta check out this entire list, so go subscribe to Movie Mike's Movie Podcast, but right now, here's just a little bit of this week's episode. At number two, I'm keeping it in the X-Men world, but we're moving all the way to 2017 with Logan. This movie, oh, I would put this entire movie in my top five superhero movies of all time because of Hugh Jackman's performance, because of the entire story of an age Wolverine and his powers are fading, but he has all this rage in him still just trying to live a normal life. And after living a long, long life, not being able to fight like he once used to regenerate as quickly as he could. He's trying to take care of Professor Xavier. There's just something about an age superhero that just really hits me in the gut. But the art of this opening sequence was so attention-getting, and I think it's because this movie was rated R, that we finally had Wolverine unleashed unlike ever before. So I feel like this is where we truly got to see the grit of the character and how brutal he could be. So what happens in this opening scene is we find out that Wolverine is now working as a chauffeur, driving around people who are getting drunk in the back of his limo. He decides to take a nap in his limo and then finds these people trying to steal the rims and tires off of his car. He confronts them, and as he confronts them, they cut him off mid-sentence and just shoot him. And they think, oh, that's over. We killed the guy. Now let's get his rims. But what they don't expect is to him to get up and start fighting him. And my favorite part in this opening scene is where they start to overtake him. They're just jumping him, kicking him. And he gets so filled with rage that he just unleashes. And in that moment of him unleashing, we see what a rated R Wolverine movie is going to be. So you see him take the blades that are coming out of his hand and just rip people to shreds, tear off ligaments, and it is so brutal and so bloody, and I love it. It lets you know that you're in for a much more harsher look at the character and a much more violent approach to a superhero movie than we have ever seen. And as shocking as that violence was, it made this movie special and remains a perfect opening to a superhero movie. And I would say the best X-Men movie of all time. And if it wasn't for number one, this easily could have been up there as well. But that is number two. But at number one is one I would say is not only hands down the best opening scene in a superhero movie, quite honestly might be my favorite opening scene to any movie of all time it is from 2008 the dark knight easily the opening scene i have watched the most out of this entire list 
Sometimes I just go and watch this scene because of how good it is. And after this scene ended, I remember seeing it in theaters and looking around and feeling like everybody knew the ride we were about to get into. And this was before we all knew how impactful Heath Ledger's Joker was going to be. We didn't really know it and didn't really feel it until this opening scene. But what happens in this opening scene is you have... This group of criminals all wearing these clown masks and they are trying to carry out a heist of this bank. And they all have very specific jobs throughout this entire heist and they keep talking about their boss, the Joker. And as they all perform their individual jobs, they all get taken out by another guy. So what this opening scene shows is the sophistication of Joker, but also the fact that he doesn't care about anything and all he wants to do is watch the world burn. Because throughout that entire process of one getting taken out by the other, who is left standing at the end? It is Joker. And his ability to kill members of his crew without even flinching is probably my favorite part of the opening scene. It's a true representation of the character. But my favorite moment of the scene is whenever it's finally revealed that it's Heath Ledger behind one of these masks. You have his interaction with the owner of the bank and then his escape as he hops onto the bus and drives it right into traffic. This scene is a 10 out of 10. I'm betting the Joker told you to kill me as soon as we loaded the cash. No, 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 no. I killed the bus driver. Bus driver? Look at you. What do you believe in, huh? What do you believe in? I believe... Whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you a stranger. What this opening scene taught me is that it really goes all back to basics on creating tension and making a meaningful open to a movie that starts out cold. And I credit this all to Christopher Nolan, who I mentioned earlier when talking about The Dark Knight Rises. Also here in The Dark Knight there are no special effects going on as far as fancy techniques, no lens flare, no close-ups on any of the characters, but yet does a great job of pacing and making you feel it and making each moment seem so significant. And even if you took away all the action from this opening scene, it has my favorite single frame from any opening of Joker standing on that corner with a mask in his hand and a duffel bag in the other hand just slightly looking over his shoulder. That one frame is all I need to know about the Joker and all I need to know about the Dark Knight. You can capture that in one frame, you deserve every single Oscar. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, how do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at... 
audible.com slash the boar's nest. When it comes to making cool graphics, I'm not very good at it. But every once in a while, if you see me do something, and I'm like, I made this. And you're like, I bet he hired someone. Nope. The truth is, I, I use Canva. Because you can take a dumb dumb like me that doesn't know a lot about graphic design. And because of the templates already built in, you can do things that look super cool. You can do like Mike D, who does know a bit about it. And it looks even cooler. Like, what do you use yours for? You can do it to make a pitch deck. And it looks like it took like a million hours to make. Then like five minutes. And that's because a lot of the templates are already there. You can just build into it. Yeah, so quick. So supercharge your work docs with MagicWrite, which is Canva's AI text generator as well. Just start with a prompt. Describe what you want to say in a few words. MagicWrite will generate a draft in seconds. Tweak your draft. And then you're done. And tweaking it means just go ahead and read it and make sure it's like in your words. Or in my case, make sure you misspell something, right? Yeah. So tweak it. It's a serious time saver. It's a perfect way to beat the blank page. Magic Ride is powered by OpenAI. It's built into the Canva doc, so you get AI text generation right where you need it, where you write. No more copying and pasting from other programs. And again, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Canva will make you look like the smartest, greatest graphic designer of all time. So it's a perfect time saver. It's perfect if you're doing a presentation. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with using a stunning template. Use it as a springboard for your design. Start designing today at canva.com. Design for work. All right. If you want to look cute and feel comfortable at the same time when you're, you know, at a festival or a concert because it's festival and concert season right now, it's got to be all about the boots. And Tacova's boots is where it's at. That is your stop before attending your next concert. I've loved my Tacovas anytime I wear them or I get a new pair. They feel comfortable on the first wear. I don't have to break them in. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And all Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time honored tradition, which is super cool. They've got timeless styles that are always on trend. And really, you just got to stop by your local Tacova store, try them on for yourself, and see what I'm talking about. You can have a complimentary drink while you're there, shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized, which I love. And they've got regular live music and events. There's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Get Real podcast. I'm so excited. I have my hometown girl, Trainee Anderson, on the podcast. We grew up in Waco, Texas together. I've known her since she was like 10 years old. We talk about how we met at the swimming pool in this podcast. We also talk about how she started her pup star business with my dog, Sugar, and Ruby, because we were on the road all the time with Michael and his band. And then she grew it into a just huge business where she was dog sitting all the stars and country music's dogs since she sold it she's just so amazing she's such a hustler she had her eye on the prize to become a hit songwriter for a long time she wrote so much of the new bell bottom country album for laney wilson she wrote heart like a truck she's amazing she's just 
put her head down, got to work, and had this dream and saw it come true. So I'm so excited to have Trainee Anderson on the podcast today. Y'all get pumped. When did you start yeah. loving songwriting? I mean, honestly, at that age, I was already writing songs. Yeah. So you were, yeah. were you playing piano then too? Mm-hmm. I was writing songs at like the age of six, seven, around there is when I started sitting at our piano in our house and I would just was obsessed with it even then. And um, all the local churches in Waco, I kind of became like the mascot. I was just like, they were just like passing me around. I don't know if mascot's the right word. I was like, I was just like the little pet. That's a better word. I was like the pet that they would pass around all the Baptist churches. I would play my original songs during the offertory. So you're like on a Baptist church tour. Yes. I was on a Baptist church tour and um, offertory tour. Yeah. And that, I mean, that was like eight, nine, ten, 10, um, playing my originals at during the offertories. And so you moved to town. So I don't, did you call, you didn't call me when you moved to town. Like I didn't know you had moved to town or did no, I know you'd moved to town? Uh, no, I didn't tell you because I hadn't talked to you in a really long time. And, um, and I'm like 10 years older. So like I had already yeah. graduated. I was, I was, I must've been 30. Yeah. And I, but I was keeping up with you like, and you didn't know it. <laughs> well, especially because I was in Nashville doing um, it and that's what you wanted to well, do. Right. I was watching you and, um, and your dad was our family dentist. And so I like, every time I would go to the dentist, I would get an update on what you were doing and what Michael was doing. And I do remember, I don't know if you remember this, but we, my mom and I took one Nashville trip, um, where we hung out with you and you took us to that restaurant in Midtown where the tree is growing in the middle of the restaurant. Uh, uh, South, South something. Yeah. I do remember. And we that. had fried pickles. And chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And you were giving me advice and I was like, I was probably Not that I had freshman. any advice to give. I don't know what advice I could have given you because I still don't know what I'm doing. You gave me great advice and I was, I was like a freshman in high school. What did I but say? But just you... I mean, you were just kind of telling me what it was like on Music Row and like what you were doing and like your experiences and like just you giving me time at all was like really encouraging for me, you know? Well, something about you, even starting with the story like with you walking up at the pool, it just shows me like I've seen this in you now so much. I've seen this play out over and over with your personality and your drive. You are not scared when you identify something you want to do even if it's just like laying next to older girls at a pool and using suntan oil, you're not afraid to put yourself in that situation and ask for what you want and then do what it takes to get it. You know, a lot of people are too scared to put themselves out there. I'm always scared every time, like every literally my right at 11 that I'm about to do. I'm like a little nervous for it, but like my, um, want to outweighs my, level of fear so that is like always why I end up doing it anyway it's not because I don't it's not because I'm unsure not unsure I'm always unsure and you packed up so when you were leaving Waco you decided you went to college you went to Baylor I went to Baylor went to Baylor your mom's like a professional golf athlete (laughs) your dad he's more business right yeah he was a banker and a rancher okay as a hobby but like it wasn't it was no hobby but your mom's like a dreamer that's probably yeah. where you get your dreamer spirit absolutely so your mom like she was like one of the first women in the pga or something right or played i don't know was she in the pga she yeah she played on the lpga tour and um 
Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a time where it was still pretty early on. Um, like I'm trying to remember what decade that was. I guess the 80s, and yeah. um, it was in the 80s, and like you know, a a woman being a professional athlete was not normal. Totally. Um, during that time, I mean, it was happening, but like. But she did it. Your mom, your you get that spirit from your mom. And so absolutely, you had this dream. Oh, you've posted this video on your Instagram. And like every time I see it, it makes me cry. Aww. Like you're packing up your car <laughs> and you're leaving Waco with your big dreams and your little piano and all your stuff. And you're like driving out of the driveway. Yeah. And you've like you've made a post around that. What did, like what did you say? What's the sentiment behind that when you were like packing up and going to Nashville? I mean, for me, it wasn't on a win. You know what I mean? Like you knew this it's is like, where you had to be. I knew from the time I was like eight. Um, How did you know? Um, well, I knew about Nashville because of you, and then I knew about Nashville because of some of the music ministers in our hometown. But how did um, you know you had to do this? I just knew. Like, it was a calling. You I just, just felt knew. it. I knew. Yeah. I mean, like, I've You always, had to write music and sing and play. I've always loved the Lord from the time I was a little kid. And I, um, because of that, like, I, biblically speaking, I'm, fil- I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're a believer, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And I always, from a young age, like, felt the Holy Spirit, like, tugging at me to, like, write songs and do this with my life. And um, amazing. so, like packing up my truck and moving here was like you knew you were called to do it yeah like I mean it had been like 15 years coming pretty much so I was ready I was ready I was scared but I was ready thanks for listening to this week's Sunday Sampler check out one of those podcasts if you don't normally listen new episodes of something out every single day Subscribe, rate, review if you don't mind. I'm not just saying that. It really does help us if you subscribe and you rate and review. Have a good week, everybody. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines. Plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic video streams at up to 480p canva is awesome for so many reasons for your social media but for work if you're looking for ways to impact at work canva can help your points get across all right mike do you what do we use it for like one sheets if we're doing like a presentation graphics oh it's awesome for graphics super easy to use and that's the thing too especially with some of these apps you think well there's no way i'll be able to use it well me because i'm a dummy 
But even I can use Canva to make things look cool, right? Yeah. Well, you don't have to insult me and say yeah so quickly. Yeah, you can do it. Yes. It's awesome. So it's easy design, impactful Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, videos. Start with a designer-made template, which makes it so easy, especially for me. Customize with your content. You can add images and graphics and charts. Start designing today at Canva.com. Design for work. 